so. Okay. I think we're about to happen here. You know what happens? We 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 let it build. We let oh, it. Oh yeah. Let. It's Wednesday. To the Evan and Aaron show presents the red and the blue soccer chat. Sadly, for the last time, one twenty-two season. Oh my goodness, man. Bad here. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I don't it's a know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, it's got me down a little bit. It's Um, uh, for me personally, the season ending is actually a good thing. I mean, puts, puts United fans, players, club, everybody out of their misery and, uh, you know, can, can really truly begin focusing on, oh, did we lose you, Evan? I think we lost Evan again. Wow. While we're live, I, uh, will continue on. Yeah, it's, um, it's a little bittersweet, um, to come to the end of the season, um, especially when it's just been as poor as it's been for uh, United this year. Um, and, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Evan was having a good season there with Chelsea. So, um, you know, the, they, they were probably frustrated to not get things they were in the running for. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you know, they, they finished top three. Um, you know, it, it's they can look at it as a success and something to, to build on. Obviously they're going to be disappointed having gone to the champions league final the previous year and all that jazz. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, as a United fan, not too disappointed to, uh, to see the end of things and um, kind of get excited about, you know, the, the coming transfer window and um, you know, how uh, Ten Hag is going to begin, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> going about making the team in his mold so man i'm I, I i tell you dude i i have no idea what is uh what is going on and and here's the deal since this is our you know final show of the 21 <laughs> 22 season I, we may have to take a look at this riverside piece man i have yeah. no idea what happens um riverside if you're listening it <laughs> only happens whenever we hit record so yeah. um anyway uh, brother, not, thank not you for sure. uh, thank you for covering. Uh, yeah, thank no you problem. for jumping in. Um, what are we going to start? Um, well, I think the elephant in the room, unfortunately, is that uh, the world, you know, has uh, or at least uh, the world in the United States for us has been disrupted by another mass shooting. I mean, the funerals for the last yeah. one in Buffalo have, have yeah. only just begun, um, and and we've got um, you know another one and i you know I, I know a lot of people are angry and hurt and i, I don't really want to speculate and this is probably uh, for those of you who don't know uh we'll be covering this uh in in more depth on the parent show the actual evan and aaron show pretty soon because i think yep, it's kind of yep. hard to ignore especially with what's been going on lately um and and really it's just it's sad you know there's there's mm -hmm. parents who are you know got the worst possible news of their lives yesterday and some yeah. had to sit and wait for hours to to find yep. out that terrible terrible news um it, it's it's just horrendous my heart goes out and i'm i mean i'm with steve kerr on this one as we posted mm -hmm. I, I, i'm sick of saying it 
There are yeah. legitimate things that we could do. We're probably never going to completely end it and solve the problem. But mm -hmm. to just throw our hands up in the air and leave ourselves beholden to the gun lobby and the NRA and the people who are paid heavily because of it, we just can't do. Um, so that's yeah. unfortunately where I think we needed to start because, um, you know, as, as Steve Kerr said, you know, this, this wasn't a time to talk about basketball. Um, and we'll get to the soccer here, of course. Um, but I, I just needed to acknowledge that. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's an ongoing tragedy and we learn more about it. And, um, you know, yet again, it, it, it checks an awful lot of the boxes that we see every time, you know, a, a, a young male with mental issues that were red flags um, and, you know, the ability to get his hands on lots of ammunition and a weapon that is designed to do one thing, and that is to destroy what you pointed at. Um, right. Right. It, it's just, it's heartbreaking, man. You know, um, we were talking about this before, and um, first of all, it was one of the reasons why I wore the, the U.S. jersey is just because, you know, we, we have to come together um, as a country and really figure this out. We, we, yeah. cannot, we cannot continue to be on different sides. I mean, we just can't. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is not an issue where it, it demands debate. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. This is like saying, you know, um, care for, um, you know, widowed mothers. That, that doesn't demand debate. It just, it just doesn't. We, right. we are, we are literally um, using weapons in this society to extinguish the life of, of, of innocent people. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand that this happens. I understand that it happens, you know, daily, um, which we could talk about, uh, a lot whenever about communities of color, you know, I have my own theories about that, but, um, keeping this relevant to our, you know, our, day, I think that what we have seen in football, um, coming together, uh, around issues like racism, uh, you know, issues that affect uh, the LGBTQ plus community, uh, you know, it, you know, the Ukraine war. It, we we've seen football unite, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you know there are some lads out there who have been raised differently, um, who uh, probably, if left to their own devices. Um, you know, may have thought differently until you put on that jersey and strap up those boots next to somebody who's Ukrainian, someone who is from you know Iran, someone who's from Saudi Arabia, someone mm -hmm. who is from a place different than you. You get an on the pitch and off the pitch education about people. Mm -hmm. That's what sets football apart in my in my opinion Aaron I, I think that it's it's not just a beautiful it's not just a beautiful sport just because of the athleticism the wonderful play but I think it's a beautiful sport because it is very much uh international and it's recognizing and and accepting of of everyone and understanding that people matter understanding that there is a dignity of the individual that unfortunately in this debate about gun control in the United States 
we we get hung up on these two sides. If we all can mm-hmm. look and see the individual dignity and that if we have these weapons at the disposal of, you know, of people who, you know, who are not right, people who 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 have mental issues, but also I'm I'm sorry, but but and once again, we can dive into this more. Mm. I think there was a good point coming. Uh, oh, he might be back. <clears throat> nope, he might not be. Um, yeah, I, I think we're, uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay, okay. Anyway, that's all, that's all I'll say about it. I, I you know, yeah, it is uh, we'll, uh, a maddening we'll, uh, thing. We'll definitely dive into this. I think we'll be having a special show to talk about this and some of the other issues that have been going on. It's been a minute. Uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, Evan and I started out, um, you know, really just trying to have a, a pub chat like you would. And then uh, the, you know, spring and summer of 2020 uh, had uh, a lot of uh, social drama. Uh, it's, it's now the second anniversary of uh, the uh, George Floyd issue. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and as I stated, I'm not sure we really moved the needle a whole lot on that. Um, but you know, the show got a lot more political and, and I think, uh, you know, we covered a lot of ground on there and, uh, uh, maybe began feeling that we were putting some of the same negative energy out into the world that we were trying to avoid. So that's why we've switched over to, uh, you know, the red and blue soccer chat, keep it a little bit lighter, but unfortunately, you know, the, the life <laughs> gets in the way sometimes. So. We'll definitely be diving into that on the other show, um, but I think it was important to acknowledge our heart goes out, and uh, I would imagine yeah. we will be seeing, you know, uh, you know, sports play its part, certainly acknowledging it, and I would imagine, uh, you know, any any games going on uh, in Texas itself, um, we'll we'll be uh, making that front and center as well. So absolutely, um, as we uh, let's see, we can switch over here. You know that's an impression. There you go. Oh, oh, there it is. So, Evan, final so, day of the final day of the season. Um, got you some goals, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. That finished three nothing. Um, two two one two, two one. one. Ross okay. Ross Barkley got a goal, my friend. What about that? Oh, way to go. Um, yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been a struggle, um, mm-hmm. for him. And I, I definitely think, you know, when he returned to Chelsea, he thought, you know, he might have an opportunity to get a bit more time and he's just, yeah. he just doesn't really fit, uh, the scheme there. Uh, how old is Ross Barkley? Uh, that's a good question. I think I'm going to guess that he is. Uh, early mid 30s yeah i'm wondering if uh you know oh no early well, he's 28 he's 28, 28. he's not so 30 he, yet yeah. he should be in the prime of his career and it just never really happened i think he got a little too much hype early on there uh, yeah at, at, at everton and then i think he was was he on loan at aston yeah villa? for aston villa yeah. yeah and and him and Grealish looked to be putting together a bit of a partnership and then i think one or both of them actually got injured and kind of threw things off and right you know, i think barkley is the kind of guy who needs a run of games he needs to feel good about things um but i'm mm-hmm. not surprised he scored mm-hmm. a, a goal because I, I you know i've always thought he's a good talent i think he was probably he was overrated 
by English media and fans early on, which sure. is which is to say he wasn't going to be the next Wayne Rooney. And had if you had just said let the guy be Ross Barkley, we might be yeah. talking about him in slightly different terms. But it I might agree. be time for him to head off to a to a Southampton or you know what maybe a maybe a Newcastle where they're going to need veteran players mm. to help learn how to win a little bit there while they get things right. Um, that is knows? true. Um, but that's true. Uh, you got goals, I believe, from did Romelu Lukaku score? No, 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 no. no. It was Havertz and Barkley. Okay, so Havertz, Havertz and Barkley, um, and I mentioned Romelu Lukaku. So there's three players mm-hmm. who probably aren't going to be at Chelsea next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on the game overall, and uh, what what's your optimism, pessimism, neither as you approach the transfer window? Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, running up to this match, man, we we have said it week after week after week. It just look like the club it looked like they were done. Mm. You know, we're we're, we're kind of done with the season. Um, mm. And and that's okay. To still at the final game of the season, still be wondering if we were going to be. Um, when we had such a good run at the beginning of the season, you know, that, that was kind of unnerving. Happy though, uh, that we are in champions league play. Well, either Evan's internet connection or Riverside is just not playing along with us tonight. So, um, yeah, the transfer window is going to be interesting for Chelsea. The nice thing, nice aspect is that uh, the government, the UK government, finally sanctioned uh, the sale of the club, so you can, you know, you can pay people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> after right. the thirty first, and you can begin negotiating in the in the transfer market. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll ever know, but unfortunately, I think all of that drama may have cost you, um, um, Rudiger. You know, I think that level of uncertainty. It, it might and, have. It and, might and have. him wanting to get I a totally deal get done. It. Um, yeah. Or maybe yeah. he just got his head turned and, and, and wanted to move on. That's fine. It happens. I, but, um, you know, I, I think um, you've got a good foundation. Mm-hmm. There's definitely plenty of talent there. I uh, agree. Tuchel's happy with what he's got. And I think he's probably right now ha- having a discussion with the ownership group and general managers and, and saying, you yep. know, this is what I want. What? How much money do I have to work with? And mm-hmm. he's probably already telling guys what they need to do um, over the summer. Um, yeah, I you know I I think just to um in, in you know once again you're right about Rudiger. Um, I think that the uncertainty was there. I think that he just was like, look, I can't stick around. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, you got he has a credible offer from from a good well, yeah. club. You know. Oh, absolutely. If, um, so, and maybe if Real comes a knocking. Yeah, you know, if if they come knocking, you, you got to yeah. go. I mean, yeah. you got to go. So, um, but yeah, no, I I think that we're I think we're going to be okay. I think mm-hmm. that we have you know um, younger talent to be you know quite honest that are that are showing incredible promise. I think mm-hmm. that we can mm-hmm. um, we can reload in that yeah. backfield, um, you know, and uh, hopefully um, cover up some of the holes that are going to be left. Uh, you know, Rudiger leaving absolutely hurt. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm worried about is when Tiago Silva says deuces. Yeah. Um, you know, which will probably be next year. Um, yeah, I wouldn't think you're going to get more than one or two years out of him and you'll be you'll yeah. be you'll 
probably need to be watching his minutes throughout the season. I would imagine absolutely saving him absolutely. for the big games and champions. Yeah, is, is yeah, be, yeah. But that's I think good that, though, um, to to yeah. save those minutes, you can get young guys into those you mm-hmm. know games against your Stokes and Norwiches or whatever, yeah. and and see if absolutely. they're ready for the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, Kennedy looked really good. I I like Kennedy. He's from Brazil. Mm-hmm. He came in. He created. He well. And if that's any indication of what he can do, that that's a nice little you know that that's nice to have. Um, good to see Chile back. Um, you know, he my God, the, what what might have been mm-hmm. if uh, Ben Chilwell. Uh, had been there all season. You know how I feel about my bit, my, my chili, man. You know how I feel about my chili. Um, I do, and, and I question it. But I know, I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. But um, but the guy makes a difference. He when he and Mount are on the field, there's this chemistry that is just there, mm-hmm. and I think they play well um, around um, each other. I, I just think that they 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 have this chemistry. Um, you know, Reese James. Coming off injury, there were yeah. flashes of him looking like the mm-hmm. Reese James of old, and I think you give him this offseason, he's coming back. He's going to be back. He's going to be strong as ever. Well, I believe he um, got called up to the England squad for the the Nations yeah. League stuff during the summer, so he'll get yes. competitive matches throughout the summer in a way that some of the right. other guys won't, so I think that does mm-hmm. help him as well. Yeah, so so I think we're in a good spot. I, I, I think from our last show, I think the same thing is there. Um, shore up the you know the backfield, shore mm-hmm. up in back, and and then also um, you know find that number nine. We gotta find a number nine, and uh, uh, I think if we can do that, then then we're set. I mean, even if we can't find a true nine, mm-hmm. um, will we be able to compete? And be able to compete with City, especially now they signed Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be able to compete with Liverpool. Um, you, you just got too much there. You Salah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think though that we can be competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we really want to run for the top of the table, we're we're going to have to find that nine. Yeah. And I'm just not sure exactly where that is right now. And and that's okay mm-hmm. because I think you know Tuchel, um, for the few times during this season I've questioned him. Um, I've, I love him. He, mm-hmm. the guy is on point 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that with Chelsea, um, we did what we could with this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lukaku, I, there is a small part of me, Aaron. I know, I know, I know, but there's a small part of me that's like, you know, give him one more year. I know, I know, I know, dude. I, I know, nah. but I'm like, ah, he just he's just not a good fit, and he's not and a good so fit. anyway, and he's, he, yeah, yeah, I think he's lost his. He used up uh, whatever you know gratitude he, he may have right. had um, among the fans. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to touch on two things. First off, uh, and th- there's there's a little bit of sort of uncertainty about this, uh, but I saw it retweeted multiple times yesterday, and it was that Christian Pulisic had removed <sighs> all. Um, references to Chelsea from his either Twitter or Instagram bio. And then multiple people responded saying he never had anything Chelsea in either his Twitter or Instagram bio. Um, But I see people continuing to post this and I don't have a before and after, so I really don't know. 
um, his avatar is him wearing a Chelsea jersey. So I'm not really sure where people are going with this. Um, I think people are wanting to read more into it than there really is. Um, and quite frankly, until somebody comes in uh, for him, I don't think I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of talk um, about him necessarily leaving the club. I mean, I think they're the obvious people um, that that could go. Um, but any any thoughts on that? Did you happen to see that? Yeah, yeah, I I did check it out, and you're absolutely right. Um, it he he does have right, you know, a picture of him, and I think it's Mount and those guys that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's on his banner, right. and his profile pic has him. I think with the FA Cup from last year. Yeah. So, so, so I, I don't know. I, I don't, dude. I just I was a don't look surprised into it that, that much. Was, I was a little surprised that it was Men in Blazers that had retweeted it because they mm. they normally try to stay out of that uh, level yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. But on to the transfer window. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna give you two suggestions here. Yep. Uh, Go ahead. That that I think. Um, I think one is an obvious choice. One is more of a wild card for a lot of a lot of teams. Um, but Robert Lewandowski has made no oh. secret that he, you know, uh, would be interested in in leaving uh, Bayern Munich for, mm-hmm. you know, a, a new challenge. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how old he is. I do think he's on the other side of 30, but he shows no signs of slowing down right now. Um, certainly, Cristiano Ronaldo's age. I guess you can't really use his him as much of an example, but again, age not slowing him down. And, you right. know, Lewandowski isn't going to be asked to drop deep and do the work that he has to do for Poland, um, you know, in the same way. He's going to be able to play like he did at Bayern Munich for Chelsea, just be the last guy to touch the ball and score some goals. So I'm going to say that might be somebody to throw your hat in. And, you know, he's 33. He's, he's, I mean, he's 33. you know, it's right there. Well, he's 33. He's I mean, he's been the best striker in the, in the world or certainly one of the top yeah. three for the last couple of years. Uh, yep. was again this year, led Bayern to you know uh, more success in the Bundesliga. So I could see him coming in doing a job. You're not going to have to pay um, you know, a huge fee for him. His, I don't know what his wages are going to be, but, I mean, who cares? Um, but, I, you know, I think that could be a solution to your number nine. Um, I mean, he's it's 23 million euro. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things? That's nothing. I mean, it, yeah. dude just bought the club for $5 billion if he doesn't have – 43 million laying around in the couch cushions then i don't know what's up exactly Um, but here's my wild card suggestion for you okay gareth bale on a free (gasps) wow see okay i almost bit on the gareth bale thing i thought he was leaning more toward you guys well i think that discussion was out there a year or so ago Um, okay I, I really haven't heard much of anything right now. Uh, you know, the, the fact remains that the guy's obviously not made Real Madrid a priority, but Madrid haven't made him a priority. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, you look at what the guy's won uh, in his career at Real Madrid. It's oh, yeah. absurd. And yeah. he's still only, I think he might be 28 years old. Um, let me check because uh, I sent this to somebody the other day. Oh. Um, I can look it up real quick. Maybe, maybe. He's 32 years old. He is four times Champions League winner with Real Madrid, three time La Liga, 2014 Copa del Rey winner, four time FIFA Club World Cup winner, three time UEFA Super Cup winner, hmm. three time Spanish Super Cup winner. So, and once again, his salary is only 31 mil. 
Well, yeah, I mean, and he's going to take a pay cut. He's going to have to take a pay cut. Uh, yeah. He's not going to get six hundred thousand pounds or six hundred thousand dollars a week uh, to sit on the bench, surely. No. But he's the kind of guy that, for the right money, um, still could have something to offer. Um, and you know, he's he's uh, you know lived in London previously as a Tottenham player, so you know mm -hmm. maybe he'd like to return. Um, you know, who knows? But. You know, he's, he's one of those wild card things that, you know, you have the right conversation and he's interested to play because he cause he's going to want to be in shape for Wales at the World Cup. Oh, absolutely. So he can't afford to just, oh, I'm going to go work out by myself or I'm going to go back and play for Swansea or whoever. He needs mm -hmm. to be somewhere where day-to-day -day in training he's getting high-level competition. And then it's probably best for him he doesn't play a lot. But imagine having the option to bring that guy off the bench with 20 minutes to yeah. go in a Champions League. So I just looked at this, and it says that Gareth Bale is actually contemplating a move to his hometown club, Cardiff City. See, that's and I'm what like, I was you just know what? saying, though. I'm not sure that keeps I, him where he needs to be. I, I, I don't think so either. I'm like, you know, money talks. Yeah. I don't know if Cardiff can keep up with, uh, you know, I mean, obviously oh. we haven't. Well, I have a, no, 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 we, no. We, Yeah, we have not, you know, inked it yet. Mm -hmm. I think we've signed it in pencil. But, I mean... When Bully gets the club and when he's able to actually start spending money, I'm not sure that Cardiff City can keep up with right. the likes of like Chelsea or even oh, no, Man no. U. They can't. C certainly they can't. not. The reason for him to choose to go to Cardiff would simply be because he wants to be home. back home. Yeah. Um, but it. this just occurred to me. Newcastle. I, I, man, I'm telling you what. I mean, here's Who Newcastle, knows where that club's going to be? <laughs> Newcastle has impressed me. At toward the end of the season, man. Oh yeah, they they really have, and I'm well, like, holy crap! They they are serious about putting some stuff together there. Eddie Howe is the real deal. He's a good manager. He just needed his opportunity, and uh, you know, somebody finally needed. It's unfortunate who the ownership group is of, of Newcastle, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. in in the in sporting terms, uh, they're putting their money where their mouth is and and saying that we want to be one of the top clubs in the world. So, um, you know, that's an opportunity. Um, so we'll see. You know, transfer window is is uh, I think open uh, already. If not, maybe it's June 1st. I'm not sure, but it's soon, and uh, it's a World yeah. Cup year. We're going to see a lot of movement, I think. Speaking of the transfer window, we are going mm -hmm. to now transfer to Man U. My friend, hit it. There you go. My friend, my questions for you, actually mm. question for you, is just a sum up of the season. And, and actually, no, it is two questions. Sum the season up and give us some positives that you saw from the season. Um, well, I think they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, you know, the I think the season started out fairly brightly. Um, you know, they were building off a, a second place finish last season. Um, ultimately... You know, I, I, I'm not going to say, I'm, I don't blame Cristiano Ronaldo because very obviously no, no. without him, United would not have been able to finish even where they did as Absolutely. poorly as the season went. But he was not part of the plan. And because he wasn't part of the plan that needed to be accommodated, it really changed a lot of things. You throw in the fact that just about everybody in the squad who played at the Euro last summer um, just either looked completely gassed or got injured mm -hmm. or both. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Fernandez 
honestly, I just think the entire season he looked tired, and I hope he gets a little bit of a breather over the summer. Yeah. Um, Cristiano's really the only one who didn't, and, I mean, again, he's freaking nature. But Pogba obviously struggled um, with a variety of issues. Maguire, uh, Luke Shaw. Uh, I don't rate Dalot all that highly anyway, and he, you know, he doesn't really – I don't know how much he starts for Portugal. Um, but I mean, a lot of guys just didn't really look good. So I think, I think one weird backhanded compliment positive to take from all that is, uh, we had a lot of, of guys at the club who did not perform, uh, anywhere near their best. And, uh, you know, <laughs> people say what they want. Teams still finished in sixth place. Uh, right. We're, we're in Europe. Um, it's Manchester United. This happens. Ask Plenty of other clubs, as occasionally happens when you're trying to, to, to rebuild. It's been unfortunate. Um, but, you know, the, I think the positives are there are some guys that um, do clearly want to be there. Uh, I don't, you know, I, it's, Bruno Fernandez was disappointing at times this year, but I don't question whether he wants to be at the club. Uh, Cristiano yes. Ronaldo seems excited for Eric Ten Hag, and I think he really realizes at this point he can't be playing 90 minutes week in, week out, and that, you know, he might begin to, to take on a slightly different role. Um, yep. That's a good thing. Um, you know, David De Gea is arguably one of the best shot stoppers on the planet still. He's probably going to be back. Jaden Sancho took a minute to bet in, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he really uh, started to improve over the course of the season. Anthony Alanga is a bright spot. Uh, Love that got, kid, man. Love that James, kid. James Garner is most likely going to come back from uh, loan to Nottingham Forest and should get an opportunity. So, you know, maybe we don't have to spend $100 million on a Declan Rice or something like that if we've got a mm-hmm. homegrown player. Uh, mm-hmm. This Garnacho kid is supposed to be the real deal. So, um, and, and again, you know, uh, Luke Shaw late in the season with an injury, but, you know, came back trying to trying to get healthy. Uh, hopefully Mark Love Rashford, me some Luke Shaw, man. Uh, you know, gets his head right in the offseason and can get himself back in a healthy healthy place. Um, you know, several people are gone, uh, and and you know we we've, we've kind of known it for a while. We knew Matic was going to be gone. We knew Mata was probably going to be gone. I, I would I would not be surprised to see Eric Bailly, uh leaving the club. Um, you know, uh, maybe Fred and McTominay. Um, oh wow! You know, uh, there's there's going to be a major overhaul because I think there are some <clears throat> just um, chemistry issues. Uh, going yeah. on uh, and it sounds like it's been really terrible locker room for a good portion of the season so um you know the biggest positive is it's over and there's a new guy in charge who has already begun to you know shape uh and mold what he wants this club to look like moving forward he's saying and doing all the right things um and the ownership is putting new people in place replacing people that weren't doing a very good job previously so you know, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, that said, you know, this should be a top four club this time next year. <clears throat> and I think they can be with the right players coming in. So, Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Do, I mean, uh, for me, I think that I think you hit the nail on the head. It it was interesting just to see Man U try and figure try and figure things out during the course of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I. You know, I gotta think that Ten Hag coming in looks at this team and says, "Okay, there." And and I'm gonna say there are bones there. There are incredible bones there in that mm-hmm. team that that you can build off of, mm-hmm. and you can bring them back to 
Man U really is. Yeah. You know, the the Man U that we all know, the Man U we all love. It's just we we, we that can happen. Yeah. I think that like you have said several times before, and I just want to get your about how long it might take, but it's going to take some time, man. It's not going to be it's not going to be Ten Hag coming in and then you know doing some changes in the off season, and then next year they're competing the the title. I mean, no. I, I I don't think it's going to be that. I do see it though. In two or three years, you better watch out. Going, you better watch out. Yeah, I, I I I absolutely do think that within <clears throat> two to three years we will be talking about United challenging for things. Obviously, it's hard to know what's going to happen with City and Liverpool in the meantime. Um, I mean, I hey, what's up, Io? Good to have you. Um, Io, it's uh, you know there there are a lot of variables, but just focusing on the club itself, I think plenty of players are going to want to come play for Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, even uh, with some of the issues that the club's had over the last few years, it's still Manchester United, and it it would mean something for plenty of players to, you know, not just lift a trophy at Manchester United, but be somebody who was, you know, part of the big rebuild that rescued this club from, you know, the doldrums of, um, you know, a sixth-place finish, which... It, it, what what a weird world, you know. There's tons of clubs uh, that would kill for that that aren't all that far away, you know. Uh, I mean, it, they're. I tell you, Everton would love to have finished sixth place. Uh, oh yeah, Aston Villa, right. You know, would love to have finished in sixth place. So, you know, we, there's there's a lot uh, to be cautiously optimistic about, um, and you know, there's there are good players at the club and they're going to be talking to other good players and hopefully they can get it sorted out. We need, we need that chemistry back. That's the main thing. So. And with that, I think Evan may have frozen yet again. So uh, we will move on uh, to halftime and uh, uh Don't want to rehash too much, but I, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind, um, you know, what's going on uh, in in the world um, and uh, acknowledge that. Um, simultaneously, uh, congratulations to Roma and their manager Jose Mourinho, who uh, they won the Europa Conference League trophy today, uh, first time it was uh, ever held. New competition, uh, largely a money scheme, but hey. Got to get more clubs for the TV. I understand it. So, uh, but that makes Jose Mourinho the first manager uh, to lift the Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League. Uh, so, um, congrats to him. And uh, uh, did you just say congratulations to Jose Mourinho? Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I, oh, wow. I, I think uh, you know, people move on, uh, and, and he was not. You know, it. it he will. Uh, he won things for Manchester. He's the last manager to win something major uh, sure. for Manchester United, uh, yeah. and and he's still one of the greatest managers of all time. And he seems to have uh, found a little bit of uh, of a home there in, yes. in Rome. So you know, I wish I him the best. He's got a good club. Um, you know, he's 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 got some cast off. It's, it's kind of funny. He's got Smalling and Tamori and a, a you know uh, Tammy Abraham. Some of the, you know some some guys that clubs didn't want 
that you know were thought to be up and coming or established big name players. And here's yep. Jose. You know, if anybody saw the match day, Chris Smalling was imperious as a defender. So, mm. um, well, IOE should count it as a trophy. It's a trophy. The players celebrated it and they put it on put on a competition. And it's not it's not as silly as the. Uh, world club cup or anything like that i mean this this was a <laughs> this was a knockout tournament uh yeah. among you know <clears throat> second and third tier i i i can't even say that i mean you, you I, don't say roma is a second or third tier team no they they no. put themselves in a position to be in this particular league but you know it it is what it is it, you know i i mock it a little bit for the money grab money grab and, and all that but we all still tuned in it still made millions of television dollars people care to watch these clubs play right and uh it was it was a decent right. match so um you know con- congrats to them there you go no i think that any trophy that you get i think that we yeah. saw that with liverpool right i mean we saw that with liverpool and how disappointed obviously they were um with the mm-hmm. premier league which by the way fun was this weekend man i mean it was it was just it was it was cool to watch it was really cool oh, to watch um Oh, what's going on? Phenomenal, you know, oh, absolutely okay. phenomenal end uh, to the Premier League. It's why it's the best league in the world. It's the most exciting. As uh, drama at all ends of the table and in the yeah. middle um, for yep. people hunting for other other spots too. So <clears throat> uh, it, it's just um, it's just wonderful, you know, wonderful league. Yeah. It was exciting to watch, um, and you know in spite of who lifted the trophy, you got to give props to, to how they went about it. And it was exciting. And from a neutral perspective, um, you know, good on the league. So mm-hmm. that is, so that's my two so, cents. Yeah, there you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was our take on the blue and the red, uh, the season overlook, uh, what's to look ahead for. Um, this is supposed to be our short show. So, um, you know, I think we should probably push off that Group E until, uh, you know, our big show so we can take a look at maybe Group E and F um, just to Absolutely. do that. But yep. um, do you want to talk a little bit about what we are discussing doing this summer yes. and resurrecting? Yes, I'm going to do my shot anyway, though. Oh, uh, well, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. It's not... No, 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 no. Um, the 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 end shot or halftime shot well our halftime shot but now because it's a short show uh, is our end shot um, Aaron who who are you shooting to my friend who who are you um, giving your shot to buddy uh, that well that was that was that was halftime <laughs> that, so uh, Roma and Jose Mourinho there you uh, go I'll give to, I'll give props to them to the golden one but yeah folks I think we. Um, going to switch back to uh, kind of an every other week thing with the summer coming up and no summer tournament. Uh, just not going to be as much content uh, going on. And you know what? It's summer. We want to enjoy it. Um, yep. So we'll probably be hitting you uh, every every couple of weeks on Wednesday night. Again, uh, talking about any... Uh, <laughs> is the Premier League becoming boring? I'm pretty sure I just answered that question by saying it's the most exciting oh, league in the world. Wow. Um, uh, I, I assume you're asking that from the standpoint of because it's just City and, and, and Liverpool. Yeah, I see your follow-up. Uh, no, I don't think so. One, there was still the drama of those two clubs going at it. So, right, you know, right. it, it, it wasn't like that. And um, I don't I don't think um, 
you know, last last couple of years, they've obviously been the two dominant teams. I don't think they can keep that level up. Um, I think I, we've already seen um, some some chinks in the armor uh, for both clubs. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I said it before and I'll continue to say it. Um, I've never seen four teams in the semifinals of the Champions League that I thought had such obvious weaknesses and, and I'm going to put weaknesses you know in, in in air quotes there because obviously they're top level clubs they're in the semifinals but I mean Liverpool and City both have bad lapses in concentrations a couple times a match uh, the, their system of play exposes uh, their defenders in a way that um, you know everybody talks about I'm going to pick on Joao Cancelo and Trent Alexander-Arnold. These guys are some of the best wingbacks in the world going forward. Sure, um, sure. And they're obviously good defenders, so they would not be pulling on those jerseys. But they're not lockdown defenders. They can't. Joao Cancelo got exploited uh, over the weekend. We saw City's yep. defense uh, in in the Champions League. We we've seen it happen to Liverpool, where they've been hit for a couple goals in a row. Um, so unless they really, really retool in some of those areas, I think teams are starting to figure out a little bit. Um, you know, I think we're assuming that Erling Holland's going to hit the ground and score forty goals, and he and he and may see, very well. Yes, he he may very well, um, but he may not be able to stay healthy. Um, and then City's back to not having a, a true striker on the field, and obviously that has only hurt them in the highest competitions. But that's all they exist for anymore. Well, City, I think City exists to win the Premier League and the Champions League. Yes, yes. But I think that what that might do, and, and I owe, you know, I'm able to, I, I jumped on and saw your, your comments. I, I, I agree. I mean, it very well could be um, disheartening, I guess you could say, to the other clubs. It's like, oh my God, what's going on? I think that when you're number one, people gun for you. Um, I think that, you know, for a long time, um, especially in, you know, different leagues, you look at the New England Patriots. You look at the Detroit Red Wings. You look at, um, you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think people look at those clubs, you know, at a certain time, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they're, you know, we can't beat them. We can't beat them. I, I think it forces people to do one of two things. Number one, I think, it, it, you know, you very well can do what, um, unfortunately, the Cincinnati Reds have done and just – trust in the fact that their you know fan base are going to still be there um or number two you actually go out you propagate and you you build and you grow good players and you go out and you do those big signings i mean that's one of the reasons why the tampa bay buccaneers went after tom brady why do you go after tom brady when he's 40 plus years old because he's the best and so i think that it can spur clubs to to become better. I think mm -hmm. it just depends on, are you able to get the right blend? Because, mm -hmm. you know, bringing it back to Chelsea, you know, we thought we had the right match with Lukaku and it didn't quite work out. Right. So I think that, you know, you've got to have management in there that's willing to take a chance, that's willing to jump, willing mm -hmm. to take a shot. And I think you have to have a fan base that's understanding of that. A fan yep. base that's like, okay, if you sign Lukaku and he doesn't work out, we're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to riot. We're not going to, we're going to trust that you see the same thing we do and you're going to move on. Um, so I think that once you build that, I, 
I guess, emotional capital. I think that you can develop um, a club and a fan base that can be resilient and that can eventually build. I think that the, the proof of this is Leicester City. I mean, you know, you had Jamie Vardy, uh, what was that, 15, 14, 15 when they won? Mm-hmm, uh, they, they, were, they just came out of relegation in 14. And so I think that if you have the right, if you have the right mix of people, the right blend of people, mm-hmm. you can catch lightning in a bottle, especially in this league. You can. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, that's all I, I got to say. I think what we're getting at here, though, is, is that Liverpool and City have set such a high bar over the last couple of seasons that just going out and buying one or two players for a Chelsea or a Manchester United or an Arsenal or Tottenham, it takes so much more than that. And Klopp sure. and Guardiola are, are the kings at building this. Can Eric Ten Hag do it? Can Tuchel do it? You know, yeah. um, they're, they're very good managers themselves. What's the X factor that Pep right. and Klopp have been able to, to bring to things? And I think it's an understanding with their ownership groups uh, of saying, these are the players that this is the type of player I need. You need to go out and get me this type of player. If, if they don't even go as far as saying, I want this specific player, you know, obviously yeah. Holling Holland is a target because he's a true number nine, but he's also Erling Holland. I mean, the guy's, freakishly good when he's healthy um yeah will will his body hold up for the rigors of the premier league that's a good question we'll see i mean but if if he if he had to go with any team in order to kind of see if that works sure yeah pep is the is the right choice um you know i i i because for as much as i dislike the guy just simply because you know my um significant other loves him uh, <laughs> I don't know. I won't get into that right now. But anyway, um, as much as I dislike him because he's with the other team, he's he's a phenomenal manager. And I, I think that he can take someone like Holland, and even when Holland isn't playing well, um, can determine the right time to bring him in so he can be effective. I mean, look at what he did. I, I I'm not taking anything away from Gundogan, but the guy had not been in the lineup for the past three or four matches. Pep, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, tout him, but Pep knew the guy was due. I think good managers know when guys are ready to come out of a slump, when they're ready to think. And I think Tuchel showed that this year a little bit. I think he put in, um, you know, he put in Lukaku at, at the right time. He put mm-hmm. in Werner at the right time. Um, you know, uh, Ziyech, he put in at the right time. So I think that he understands that. Um, but well, it'll be interesting to see what happens, man. This well, next but the, what you just said illustrates the main difference. Hakim Ziyech and Timo Werner do not belong in the same conversation with Ilkay Gundogan and Manchester city have probably two guys at every position. I mean, sure. he can, he, he has the luxury of saying, I don't think Gundogan has been playing all that well. Um, so I can take him out, but he can take Gundogan out because he's got three, four Next other guys he can put yeah. in that position. One of right. Manchester United's biggest problems this year was, was, was twofold. One, they they weren't very deep. 
they didn't go deep in a lot of positions. And yeah. two, very clearly, neither Ole nor Ralph trusted the guys he had in backup for whatever reason, because there were guys on the bench that went unused. Say what you want about Jesse Lingard. He runs his ass off. And when you're standing yeah. there watching Bruno Fernandez gassed out 10 minutes into the match, yep. if you don't give those guys a, an opportunity, you're telling everybody else they don't get an opportunity to. And and that was sure. a huge failure for United on, on two levels. They didn't, they didn't have a deep enough squad and they didn't use the guys they did have. So, you know, it, 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 it hurts some teams. You look at a club like West Ham, their first 11, 12, 13 players can compete with the, with the, the top four. They're not going to challenge for a title, but they can compete. The problem is they get a couple guys injured and all of a sudden it's a problem for them to go away to play against Norwich and Stoke. And yeah. this is what we're all trying to build. And, you know, I was right too. Yeah. The, Klopp and Guardiola fit the personas of their club perfectly. I mean, the question is absolutely. how much longer are both of them going to stay? I know Klopp just signed an extension. I would not be surprised to see Pep pull, you know, uh, pull a Mourinho. <laughs> no, he's, like... Pep's not going to leave a dumpster fire. That, that okay. Pep is not okay. going to leave behind yeah, a dumpster no. fire. But I could see Pep waking up and going, you know, I just don't think we have it anymore, or I have it, and I I want to move on. I could see him doing. Wow. It. I'm not saying wow. he will, but I wouldn't be surprised by it. Wow. So. Well, dang. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this turned into a long show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> part, part, uh, part because of um, my issues. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we'll try and get that figured out. Um, actually, I kind of like this. Uh, this format is okay. It seems like it's doing well. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Aaron informed me that it is National Wine Day. It is National Wine Day. Um, I had already poured a margarita for tonight because it's also, um, in my terms, the beginning of summer because the Indy 500 is going to be run uh, this weekend, and that's the way I celebrate. But, hey, here's to International Wine Day. International Wine Day. I'm drinking a fine, unoaked Chardonnay from <gasps> Castello di Amorosa in uh, Northern California. Enjoy. And I am drinking um, bread and butter mm. Chardonnay. From CVS. So. I do like, I do, you know what? Bread and butter is actually nice. It, it is, it's, it's a nice. Good it is nice, dude. <clears throat> it is mm. nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best part of the show that I, well, second best part of the show, because first part of the show I like is just simply being with my friend. Um, second part of the show is uh, just letting, letting him just, you know, pontificate us out um, of our podcast. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, we will update you via our uh, Facebook page and let you know what's going on with our uh, formatting shift uh, during the summer. Uh, we'll be looking at transfer windows. We'll be looking at also um, issues uh, of the day. So um, we'll be kind of reverting back to, like Aaron said, our parents show. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But yep. my brother... Um, Love you. Um, you know, it's it's been a bit of a time of, for reflection um, and, and looking back on uh, what what we've sort of seen in the couple of years that we've been doing this. And unfortunately, you know, it's 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 some similar things. You know, two years ago we were talking about George Floyd and uh, mm. you know uh, police brutality and things of that nature. And I don't think we've really seen an alleviation of that. Uh, in the last couple of years, I guarantee you we were talking about a school shooting 
or a supermarket shooting or a church shooting. Uh, and I'm almost positive every one of those involved uh, a young male with mental issues and access to uh, high ammunition, high-powered weaponry. Um, there's been no change to that. Um, but today's another anniversary. And uh, one year ago today, I got released from the hospital after probably one of the scariest events uh, of my entire life. And uh, what all those things have in, in common is that uh, don't take life for granted. Um, if you love somebody, hug them, tell them you love them. Um, if you got things you want to do, go do it. Don't make excuses. Get out there and do it. And uh, if you see injustice in the world, stand up, be an ally. Um, yep. that's one of the hugest things. I think the bond, one of the biggest bonds, uh, that Evan and I have, and one of the bonds that, that we've had with an awful lot of people who've tuned into the show and talked to us, uh, throughout, uh, and that is, um, we're there, we're present. Um, we, um, you know, we, we stand side by side and, uh, uh you know, we, we are, are there, um, to, to support and help and lead when called upon. So don't take life for granted. Uh, it, it's very important. Uh, we love having you all tune in. Uh, love the interaction. I love talking to people about uh, this beautiful game, uh, whether it's you know somebody at a pub that has never seen the game before and needs me to explain what the Champions League is, or uh, somebody who's been following the game longer than I am and uh, you know wants to talk about the deep rivalry between uh, Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund or something like that. So just happy to have you all. Don't take life for granted. Um, just be as positive you can be in uh, face of some of the evil in the world because it, it uh, uh, you can brighten somebody's day and not even realize it uh, by just saying a nice, nice bit of word or just having a smile on your face. So that's all I got for tonight, folks. Um, I'm pretty happy to still be here, uh, and I'm pretty happy to be doing this show with my buddy Evan. So... Cheers to you all out there, and uh, we will be letting you know uh, how we're moving forward with the show. Uh, but we will be here, and uh, we hope you'll join us. So take care, y'all. Slaunching, my friend. Uh, hashtag say gay. Hashtag black people vote. We out. Vote. <laughs>